0: Hello, and thank you for joining us for uh, our daily Bible study, just uh, a short time in the Word of God. And we've been looking at uh, the work and the move of the Holy Spirit in our lives and and in a broader sense in the church. Now, it's important to understand that there are many different works of the Holy Spirit in our lives, and there are many things that He wants to do in individual churches and in the church. The, The Holy Spirit is such an important part of the life of the believer and the life of the church. Uh, Unfortunately, many times the things that he wants to do have have been hindered or even blocked, Uh, sometimes out of ignorance. Sometimes people just don't understand, they don't recognize, maybe they don't know the work that he wants to do. Uh, Other times intentionally, people shut down what he's trying to do and they block it. So we're talking a little bit at the moment this week about yielding to the Spirit. And we saw yesterday that it is possible to yield to Him, but it's also possible to resist Him. Uh, And resistance has got to do with going against or standing in the way, uh, pushing in the opposite direction. We saw how Peter talked about how the people resisted the Holy Spirit. And um it's good to have you with us, and Jackie and some of the others, and uh not quite sure how to pronounce the, the name Salamati, I'll have to ask you. Um uh but uh it's good to have you with us. Now we're gonna continue on talking about the 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 the, the flow of the spirit, the work of the spirit, and understanding the importance of yielding to him. See, many churches have actually shut down the, the move of the Holy Spirit. And one of the reasons why, they, they might have done it out of fear. Maybe they tried to let the Holy Spirit move, and then they, some things went wrong. There was some excess or some error, uh, or the flesh got involved, and people yielded to the wrong thing, or, or whatever for whatever reason. But out of fear, sometimes churches have shut down any move of the Spirit. You see, because they don't want the wrong thing to happen, they shut everything down. This is not the right way to do things. We shouldn't be shutting down everything because if you shut down everything, you're also going to shut down what is of God. And uh, uh, the correct response is is to to teach the people, to teach the people how to recognize error, to teach them how to understand the true move of the Holy Spirit. Because if we shut everything down, we're also going to uh, end up shutting down things God wants to do. So just because there, there's some, some false prophecies doesn't mean we should shut down all prophecy. Just because we pray for someone and, and, and they don't get healed doesn't mean we should shut down all flow of healing in the church out of fear. This is not how God, God's church runs and how it should run. So let's, uh, let's look at some things here. Let's look at, uh, at some teaching and to understand, particularly in the area of the move and the flow of the Holy Spirit. Now, if you go to the book of John chapter 7, Jesus makes some very interesting comments here that relate directly to the Holy Spirit. John chapter 7 and verse 37 up to verse 39. uh, He says, on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Uh, He who believes in me, as the scripture has said. Out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. You might have heard this before, but I want to, there's a specific aspect of this I want to focus on today. Uh, so he talks out of those who believe in him, out of their heart will flow rivers of living water. Now we could we could spend ages speculating and thinking, well, you know, what do I think that water is? And many times this is how people approach the scriptures. They'll see a statement, and then they'll begin to think, "Well, you know, this is what I think that is, and this is what I think that is." And the other person says, "Well, no, I don't agree. I think it's this." See, this is where we get into error and adding things into the scriptures. We need to just go with what is clearly stated, uh, and it doesn't require us to add in lots of extra information beyond that. But to to, to see what's really stated and what's being said, and then to understand. What is being said now in this particular passage? We've got an advantage because the very next verse tells us exactly what he's talking about. We don't need to speculate. We don't even need to try to figure this out. This this out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. The very next verse, he says this, but this he spoke concerning the spirits. So there, there it is right there. That, that, that those rivers, that flow of rivers, that flow of living water coming out of the heart of the believer is directly connected. It is the, 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 the Holy Spirit. So let's talk about this. Many times in the Bible, the Holy Spirit is likened to various things. Many people might be familiar with the dove, but you'll also find that, that water is often used. As a symbol or as an emblem of the Holy Spirit, and, and and water in many different applications. Sometimes rain, in this instance, a river. Um, but it, 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 there's a lot we can learn out of these illustrations, and these illustrations are chosen for a reason because they're characteristics of the river that teach us about the Holy Spirit. So let's look at let's let's talk about that and see what we can learn about. Now, you'll notice in this passage, the word flow out of his heart will flow rivers, flow rivers. Well, you see, the thing about a river is a river has got to do with moving water. A river is not stationary water. If the water is stationary, then it's not a river. It's a dam or it's a lake or it's a stagnant pool. Uh, but but the, the the very thing about a river is a river involves movement. There's movement to that water, and, and in fact, if you look up the meaning, not I don't think this is the Greek meaning here, but just the basic English meaning of the word flow. Uh, to, the word flow is defined as being the, to move freely from one place to another in a steady, unbroken stream. To, to be able to move from one place to another in a steady, unbroken stream. Unhindered, steady movement. So you'll, you'll notice in the word flow there is the word movement. It, it has to do with water moving. But also, when something flows, the, 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 the definition of flow has to do with unhindered. Nothing is stopping and Nothing is standing in the way of that flow. Um, And this is such a big part of understanding the river and these rivers of the Holy Spirit. Why did Jesus compare him to a flowing river? Well, uh, because there's movement to the things of the Spirit. They're not not stationary. Uh, In many Christians' lives and even in many churches, this move of the Spirit, uh, is there's no movement. Things have become stationary. And part of the reason why is because of resistance. Part of the reason why is because of what we talked about yesterday. People are resisting that flow. And I'm going to look a little bit more about that in just a moment. But stationary churches where there is no movement or there is no flow. Now, they can say, oh, yes, we have the Holy Spirit here. Well, you see, if the Holy Spirit's present, if the Holy Spirit is doing something, there's movement. Because a river moves. There is a flow. Things happen. And, and, and often that flow has disappeared. Sometimes, again, people might have shut it down out of fear. Sometimes there's people who want to control things and make it happen their way. And, and, and they want everything to happen according to a program. All kinds of reasons. But and, and we'll look at that. But Sometimes there's individuals in churches that want to keep that church at a particular place. Want to keep it in a particular way that they want it to function. And when the Holy Spirit tries to come in and the Holy Spirit tries to move and bring movement and flow in that place, that person becomes an obstacle and, and they want to shut that down and not allow flow. So I'm not trying to criticize here. What I, what I want everyone who's listening to this to begin to do is to begin to realize we want that flow. Let's open our heart to the movement and let's not be afraid of some things we're going to teach you how to understand and recognize what is actually the holy spirit but at the heart of things we should want that movement and and if the movement is not happening there's a reason it's not just because god's not moving very often the the lack of movement is because of resistance which we talked about yesterday you see if you if you take if you take a river And you've got a flowing river. Now, you you know, rivers can be different sizes, but but let's take an average-sized river, not one too big, just for the illustration right here. Now, if you take a large rock, and I'm not not just talking about something the size of a fist. I mean, something that you would see out in a river. And you put a large rock uh, in the path of that river. Now, one rock by itself might not stop the whole river. However, that rock becomes an obstacle to the flow. That rock, the river has to either go around it or over it or something. But something stationary actually becomes resistance. Something that is standing in the path of that flow and and not going with the flow. Yesterday we said that to, to yield to the spirit means to go in the same direction, to go with the direction. Yesterday we defined resistance as to... Go in the opposite to go against that, that that movement. Well, stationary is also resistance. Stationary, something standing in the path, something that stops the river, stops the flow going where it wants to go, becomes an obstacle, becomes a resist, an object of resistance. And, and, and this, is, this is something we need to begin to see. We need to begin to understand what, what are the things that become rocks and obstacles. In the path and in the flow of the spirit, if we want the flow of the spirit to to function the way God wants it to. We need to be aware of, of removing obstacles, things in our own lives and things in the church. Now, don't don't run around and speculate what, what you think obstacles are. We'll look into the word of God over this. I can't cover it all in one day because these are short teachings. But the, being aware of this is important. Now, let's let's add to this illustration a little bit more. See, God's the one who chose to talk about a flowing river because they're things he wants us to learn. And flow is an important part of that river. In order for it to be able to do what it does, it's got to have unhindered un, uh, unhindered movement, the ability to go from where it is to where it wants to be. Now, you can place one rock in the path of the river. Now, what happens if you place one rock and then another rock and then another rock and then another rock and you build up a wall of Obstacles in the path of a river. Well, initially, the river can go around those things, but if you put enough things in the path of a river, you can dam that river up. You can block its flow completely. You can stop it being able to move where it wants to move. And and, and this is not a good situation. This is not what we want to happen to the flow and the move of the Holy Spirit. This is why people need to be taught. Now, again, I'm going to qualify this when I'm talking about the flow of the Holy Spirit. I'm not talking about the flow of the flesh and the flow of error and the flow of all the things. Okay, we don't want those things. We do want the Holy Spirit. So we have to learn how to recognize the correct flow and not be an obstacle to that flow, while at the same time stopping and shutting down the wrong flow. This is where people don't understand it because they don't understand how to keep the the right things going and the wrong things going. Stopped, they just shut everything down out of fear. So being taught, we've got to teach people. We've got to be taught as individuals. We've got to teach people in our churches how to know and to recognize the Holy Spirit, the flow of the Holy Spirit, and how to go with the correct flow to go in the direction he is actually going in and not be an obstacle in that path or an obstacle in that river. Now, you, you, you see, we saw this yesterday. When Jesus went places and Jesus, like yesterday, stood up and he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me and he's here to bring freedom. He's here to do some things. Now, was the spirit able to do in that situation what he wanted to do through Jesus? Well, no. We see it couldn't happen, and we looked later on. It's because because of the resistance in the people, the resistance in that group of people listening to what he was saying, and their their attitudes and their responses to what he was saying, became an obstacle to the flow. And in fact, they tried to take Jesus out and stone him and throw him off. Oh, sorry, throw him off the brow of the hill, the cliff. <laughs> Not just the hill. In that situation, how we respond. To what is being said and what God is saying is one of the things that can block the flow. So if very often the move and the flow of the Holy Spirit, very often the Holy Spirit doing something starts with saying some things. He speaks it. He says it and he says it through his word. And we'll look at this more, but the the starting point often of of, of blocking him comes when people block what they're hearing and block the word that's being said. And and the Holy Spirit's never able to go anywhere, any past that point. Now, I'm going to dig into this a little bit more tomorrow. We're going to look more at at the things that can block that flow and the things that sometimes it's not the things we think it is. Uh, Sometimes we might speculate, but let's look into the word, let's understand. What blocks that movement? What, what becomes an obstacle? Because we want the Spirit of God to move. We want the flow and the move of the Holy Spirit. Personally, I want the Holy Spirit to be able to move in my life unhindered. I, you know, I, I, if there's things he wants to do in my life, if there's things he wants to do through me, then I want to be able to have that flow moving to the maximum. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice to be able to turn the level up a little bit? Like I said earlier, you can get little rivers, you can get big rivers. Some some people have learned how to yield to the Holy Spirit and they've become a bigger and a bigger and a bigger river where the Holy Spirit can flow through to a greater level. Other people are not as yielded, so they're more like a stream, not quite yet a river. Let's learn how to become a yielded vessel where the Holy Spirit is able to move like an unhindered river flowing freely through us with no obstacles and no paths. Every believer can learn how to do this. Every believer, because the Holy Spirit is within every one of us. Okay? We live in a wonderful day. It's not like the Old Testament where the Holy Spirit was only available to some. In the day of the church, every believer, every believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, everyone who has received Jesus, become a new creation, is born again, has, has a degree of the Holy Spirit available to them. And we ought to want born, we'll talk more about that as well. We want everything that God's got for us. But let's learn how to become a yielded vessel That that has no resistance to the flow and to what he wants to do. Because if individuals, if I learn to yield, if you learn to yield, if the next person learns to yield, if more and more of us learn to yield, there will be a much greater flow and movement of that river everywhere. We don't just want one yielded vessel, we want every one of us yielded. Can you imagine the move and the flow? of the Holy Spirit that'll happen through the church and through the body of Christ if he is able to flow through all of us the way he wants to. So I'm going to leave that with you today, give you a little bit of a thought about that. We're going to pick up back on this tomorrow. Now, I appreciate you sharing these. I appreciate you liking these and just commenting. Just helps a little bit. It's nice to be able to see and interact. So God bless you. And we will see you again tomorrow for some more.